Hey, this is Pastor Mark. You do not want to miss this week's podcast. You're going to laugh till you cry, but it's good tears. They're good tears. So, man, tune in. Listen to this podcast. It's going to inspire you, encourage you, and, and prayerfully help bring change that you desire in your life. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Good morning and happy Mother's Day. Um, I want to just take a moment and honor all the moms. And, you know, it's a difficult time, uh, oftentimes, Mother's Day. For those of you who have children, it's, it's a wonderful day. And then there are those of you who uh, were not able to have children. I have a relative who will never have children. And, uh, and that's a very difficult time for moms. And then there are those of you that maybe have experienced a separation from your children uh, or even a loss. Uh, very dear friends of mine, Austin, Texas, um, lost one of their children when he was 17 years old. And so it's, it's one of those very wonderful days. And then for others, it's, it's somewhat painful. And we want to be sensitive to that. And, and we want to make sure that we don't overlook that. So this morning, what I'd like to do is just open up and pray uh, for all of you, whatever your situation might be. And, and uh, so if we just bow our heads or close our eyes just for a moment. Lord, thank you so much for this day that one day in the year that's been set apart to honor very special people, mothers, and those who have given their life to give birth and those who have uh, also not been able to bear children and, and that's just kind of been a heaviness in their heart and pray that you would, you would minister to them today and those who have lost children, that you'd minister to these mothers because, uh, Lord, I can't even imagine what it would be like to carry another life inside me for nine months and, and to experience the wonderful gift of life and, and at the same time the loss. And uh, so, Lord, I pray that today you would just minister to moms. And, uh, Lord, give them a very, very special touch today in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this is uh, another first for us at Mosaic, uh, Mother's Day. Um, we did Palm Sunday, Easter Sunday, now Mother's Day. So it's uh, a lot of firsts this year. And so glad you're here. And uh, if you turn your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 31, one of the most uh, difficult passages. Of, if I was a woman, I, I really would not want this, this verse in the Bible, this chapter in the Bible. Because whoever this woman is, when she died, it's It's done. I mean, when you read Proverbs 31, you've heard, if you've been in church, you know, I want to be a Proverbs 31 woman. I, I wouldn't even pray that if I was a woman. I'd just pray that I could know her because uh, I would not want to work as hard as this woman has had to work to be a Proverbs 31 woman. A wife of noble character, this is verse 10, who can find? She's worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her, in her and lacks nothing of value she brings him good not harm all the days of her life she selects wool and flax and works with eager hands she is like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar she gets up while it's still dark she provides food for her family and portions for her servant girls she considers a field and buys it out of her earnings she plants a vineyard she sets about her work vigorously her arms are strong for her tasks. 
She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She's clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction on her, is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive, beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the reward she has earned and let her works bring her praise at the city gates. Wow. Well, I don't know if any of you uh, feel that today. And if you do or did, I'd be concerned about a little arrogance. Because uh, that woman right there, wow. Now, there are a lot of good mamas and uh, a lot of, it takes a lot for you to do what you do. Today I'm going to kind of present Mother's Day, uh, the role of the husband in Mother's Day, because women I think ought to be able to help you out with that a little bit, just kind of give you some props. And uh, the child's role, how a child would approach uh, his or her mother, and then what it might look like, and I did steal an idea from a mother on the, your part, because I have no idea what that would mean. Uh, but uh, there, there are those of you that right now, and you're adults, and uh, you know sometimes relationship with moms are broken. Uh, yeah, in adulthood, maybe you haven't had a relationship with your mother in years, and uh, maybe you know you you you're tired of being treated like you were when you were 12 or 16. And I hear these stories all the time. And uh, <clears throat> there's a role, and I'll get to it in a little bit, that a, that a child needs to play no matter how old you are. And, and that we need to think about this day because on Mother's Day, there are so many things about this day that really should point us to how we ought to live every day, every day of our lives. How we ought to honor, how we ought to care, how do we ought to, to approach uh, other people. And mothers are certainly, in my estimation, probably... Uh, I think it'd probably be the most difficult job on earth. I don't, I, I, if, if you're a man, just think for a moment, would I trade jobs with my wife? Not a chance that I would have traded, not a day. Uh, I mean, I can spend about three hours with a baby, and then it's, it's nap time, and then the question is after we eat, it's nap time again, and then we have supper, and then it's bedtime. You know, that's about how men roll. Uh, but, you know, I think that we all desire to uh, play a role. So let's talk about the husband's response to Mother's Day and every day, the husband's response. And, you know, men, we don't always get it. And so there was a husband and wife, and they didn't get it, and they were uh, approaching divorce, and 
they needed to find out who the main guardian of the child was going to be. It's always a tough decision. And so they, they went to court and the jury asked the woman, why do you think that you ought to be the guardian of your child? Well, she said, well, you know, I, I carried the baby for nine months, went through a very, very painful delivery process, and the baby's a part of me. The jury was very, very impressed with her, with her answer, and as any of us would be. And so they turned to the man and asked him the, the same question. He replied, okay, I take a coin, put it into the drink machine, and a drink comes out. Now tell me, who does the drink belong to, me or the machine? Just a thought. In other words, men don't get it. You know, the woman's given this, you know, here's why. Because she goes through all of this work and all of this labor and all of these things to give birth. And it changes everything. I mean, women, it changes everything. We know that. As a husband, as a, you look and you go, yeah, it all changed. And you basically give up your life, your body. You give up a lot to be a mother. And oftentimes we don't understand. So, men, what, what would our role be? Number one, according to the Bible, our role is to lay down our life. A man is to lay his life down. That's what we're called to do. And if that's the, you know, for us, it's more of an ego. It's a, it's a death to self. It's not like physically a man does not change when a child is born. But, you know, you watch women, and nowadays it's, it's more prized. I, I watch these young women take selfies of their belly. Oh, my goodness, you never, you know, back in our day, there were no bellies. Women weren't showing bellies. Now they're all out here proud of them, you know. My, my daughter-in-law's sister is pregnant, and, and, and I, she's a very creative. She's an artist, and, and she posts pictures all the time. Uh, and, and, and they're of her belly. And I, I just blush a little bit every now and then. You know, I was like, wow, hello, there it is. And, but, but you know, here's the point. She's really proud of it. She's, she's proud to be pregnant. She's, she's a life giver. And, and there, I, you know, I think maybe in my day we were a little old-fashioned, and I'm not suggesting that one's right and one's wrong, but I kind of get this understanding that if a woman is going to give birth to life and her body's going to stretch like, a helium balloon that she probably ought to get more miles out of it and so this generation's getting miles I mean you you, know, you see them they're they're standing sideways I mean I remember when Jennifer was pregnant you didn't want to you no, no woman wanted anybody to see her stand sideways see me straight on I mean you could tell she was pregnant but when they turned sideways it let's just face it the human body it's like, God, how did you create the human body to look this way? I mean, it's just so bizarre. But in Ephesians 5, it says, And you husbands must love your wives with the same love Christ showed the church. He gave up his life for her. And so there's that joining together and, and saying, I will lay my life down. And... I will lift my wife up. Now, this is a day that I'm, I'm really, let me just get old-fashioned for a minute. I don't like where we are today in, in, in modern society. Um, I, I believe in all the equality, but I do believe 
that our roles still are different. I really do. I, I'm never going to buy into my role being the same as a woman's role. Because and, and, I'm never going to have a child, so your role is different. Women, your role is different. And it's not to put one down, but it's to lift the other up. And, you know, the old days, I mean, I'm going to ask you some questions. One is, and this is, I'm just going to pry a little bit. It's early. I get to practice. I got another service after this. If this doesn't fly in here, I'll know not to use it at 11. But when is the last time you opened the door for your spouse? Don't answer and don't elbow him. When's the last time you went around and you opened the door for your spouse? You said, well, that's just, that's, that's old fuddy-dud stuff. Ask a woman if that's old fuddy-dud stuff. Just ask her. If you go around to her side to open the door, some of y'all, you'll scare her to death. What are you doing on my side of the car? And in a day where women are told, be fully capable, be, you know, I'm, I'm woman, hear me roar. Women, meow, don't roar. Okay, you don't have to be a lion. You can be a kitty cat. There's nothing wrong with your femininity. There's nothing wrong with that. And, and, and sometimes, when you know, mothers have this incredible job of disciplining their children and loving them all at the same time and doing all this stuff. I feel for you. And somewhere in that, I think in, in the whole role of motherhood, we begin to shift and our minds begin to change and fathers and mothers. And the reality is never forget how precious you really are as a woman, as an individual, and as a mother. And men, we play a part of that. We play a part in that. We do have a role in that. And, and you know, um, it's in 1 Peter 3, 7, out of the New Living Translations, it says, in the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wives. Treat her with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. So I love that out of the New Living Translation because you're not less than. But in a way, the Bible says, He who finds a wife finds a good thing and receives favor from the Lord. It doesn't say the opposite. Women, when you find a husband, he may not be a good thing, and you're not going to get an ounce of favor from God. We're the ones who get the favor. And I do believe in a world that is approaching genderless, that we have a crisis. We have a crisis where husbands and wives compete. And, and we, we can't compete because we're different. You know, it'd be like Michael Phelps trying to run the high hurdles. You know, you put him in the pool, that's his place. That's where he excels. That's who he is. He's not going to excel on the track. And, and so sometimes we mix up our roles in a society that is always about creating gender equality. Well, we're equal, but we're different. We're equal, but we're different. If I could just say we're equal, but we're different. It's, it's, it's something we have to keep saying over and over and over in our mind. We're equal, but we're different. And, and we can't argue that. And for some reason... We've lost that, and we're trying to create this. We're not working on equality. We're looking on being just alike, and we're never going to be just alike. And so, you know, as men, we, we I think, lose our mind in thinking, well, I, I shouldn't do this, I shouldn't do that. She's equal. 
You know what? Honor is never, ever going to go out of style. It's never going to go out of style. And, um, you know, I think in my life I've learned as much from my failures as I have my successes. And if I could say anything now today, it would be honor. You know, you show honor when you do those little bitty things and you treat a woman like a woman and a mother like a mother. And let me tell you, in my opinion, it's, you know, it just continues. If you watch a woman, I mean, I watched all of the five births, caught one of my kids. The doctor missed her. I caught her. And, uh, wow, I had a big job. It wasn't, my job was easy. When I see birth, I'm like going, this is not happening. And, guys, I'm not, like, trying to be graphic here, but it's pretty bizarre. It's like, that did that? And so God bless y'all. And called lay our life down, lift our wife up, and help our, help our wife out. And uh, helping your wife out, guys, is not lifting your legs so she can vacuum under them. <laughs> That's, you're not really helping. You're, yeah. um, there's, there's more to um, our role and responsibility and, you know, the, the old saying, and this is, this is the one, let me address this. And I'm doing this today because I, I do want to support a perspective today, of a mother's perspective. And, you know, I grew up in the, the baby boomer, as a baby boomer. And you'd always hear men say, you know, I bring home the bacon. Well, that's not the case anymore. But, but even if it is the case, uh, men should never lord that over a woman. You know, it's not about who makes more money. That, that's, God's not impressed. It's all about honor. You know, we have no right to say, well, this is what I do, and because this is what I do, this is what you do. Uh, that's conditional relationship. And God wants us to have unconditional love and honor. And, and regardless, it, you know, is, is to love and to honor. Um, the love behind a gift, one man writes, is more important than the gift itself. The person who has learn this will not be frustrated because the gift his gift is small like the husband who wrote the following lament to his wife on mother's day it was an acronym mother m is for the mink coat you want dear o is for the opal ring you crave t is for the tiny car you'd love sweet h is for the hat that makes you rave e is for the earrings you admire and love R is for the rug on which you tread. Put them all together, they spell bankrupt. So I'm giving you this handkerchief instead. Um, let's look at a child's response. And since we're adults, I, I want to put this in proper perspective because um, today my mother is in a memory unit, doesn't know who I am. And uh, <clears throat> I go by, <clears throat> excuse me, and see her. And uh, it is conversationally an exercise in futility. Uh, she has no capacity to carry on a conversation. And so uh, my mother was always uh, a hands-on mother, always right there. And, and uh, you know, I don't say this to seek sympathy, but I say this just to tell you, 
If your mother is lucid of mind today, make sure that she's aware of how much you love her. Um, it is so absolutely important for us to not lose sight of um, who she is, not what she did and not what she didn't do. Uh, we often measure how we're going to love people based on how those people have loved us. Thank God that God didn't do that to us, <laughs> that he loved us first. Regardless of how we would treat him or respond to him, he demonstrated love for us. So it's very, very important that today, that regardless of the issues that you've had, and in, in today's modern world, uh, abuse is obviously... Um, talked about in public where I was used to it was it was hidden and uh, not that it ever should have been hidden but at the same time when you talk about it a lot there's probably not one of us in here that didn't get spanked if, if you're over 30 now there are some under 30s that have never seen a belt <laughs> and uh, I don't know whether I envy you or not but because I kind of <laughs> that was just a part of our upbringing, you know, and, and so the tendency is to be talked into putting your parents in a bad light because if, if I were to frame my parents in today's society, I was an abused child. According to today's standard, I was an abused child. Now, my mother and father loved me. My father's in heaven today. But, you know, when your dad says, uh, go get a switch, and you're stupid enough to go do it, because I figure if I'm going to get beat anyway, do your own work, <laughs> you know, uh, go, go get your own switch. But, you know, like a good child, you'd go thinking that if I get the switch, maybe he'll cut off a couple of swats. Um, but, you know, I look back on that, and, and my father grew up in a family of 12. Uh, you know, they, they didn't have time to sit down. His dad never sat down with him and said, Now, Jim, let me explain something to you. What you just did was wrong, and, and in the future, if you did the following things, that this would, uh, you know, it would be better. No, no, he didn't have time for that, or he didn't take time for that with all the family being as big as it was. So my dad grows up, and what do we do? We just follow our parents, thinking, well... It worked for them, it'll work for me. Well, culture has changed, and certainly the opinions of how to discipline have changed. And some of you may have formed an opinion about your mother uh, based on today's culture. And it's a little unjust and unfair. Because back in the day, there wasn't one kid on my street that didn't get the same spankings I got from his parents or her parents. You say, well, it wasn't right. Folks, this is not about right or wrong. We spend most of our lives trying to be right instead of make right. And, and I, in most cases, even though maybe your mom or your dad, but today talking about your mom, you may think that she was mean and cruel. But the reality is there's a really good chance your mother did the very best she could. There's a really, really, really good chance she did the best she could. Did she miss it? Guarantee is she did. And, and you know what? If you're going to be a mother or you are a mother... You have missed it. You may think that you've, you've done everything because you did it different than your mother, that you're perfect or you're right, and that's just not accurate. We're, we're all human beings. We all make mistakes, and the fact is that, that honor must override our mistakes. And so today, 
uh, as a child, and you, you don't see yourself as a child because you're paying bills, and somehow childhood is lost with that first mortgage payment or rent payment or car payment or whatever it is, something is lost, and now we see ourselves as adults. But the reality is we're all children in here today. First, we're children of God, but secondly, we're still, I am still my mother's child. She's 86, doesn't know I'm alive, but she's still my mother. And you know why I go by to see her? She'll never know I was there. I go by to see her to honor her. It's the hardest thing I do every week is to go to that memory unit and look at a woman that used to love me and take care of me that doesn't know I exist today. But I tell my brother, he said, why do you go? He loves her. He just has such a hard time seeing her that way. He said, Mark, I just get depressed. It takes me two days to get over it. I said, I go because she deserves my honor, period, because of who she is, not because of her response to me, and not even because of what she did or didn't do, but because she's my mom. Mothers deserve that. I mean, come on. If it was up to men to have children, the world would be desolate. <laughs> I, I can speak for me. There is no way I'm carrying a human being around being disfigured that way and then pushing. No way is that happening. Honor is not based on agreement. Some people that I'll honor you when I agree with you. Honor is not based on agreement. It's an act of humility born out of understanding of who another person is, not what another person does. And so often I, I hear people say, well, you know, I'm cutting my mother off and maybe she was mean to you and maybe she didn't do everything right. And there's a really great chance she didn't. I want to tell you right now, whether it changes your mother or not, whether it changes her opinion of you, whether it changes your relationship, I can promise you, that honor will change something in you. It will change something in you. It may never change the relationship between your mother and you, but it will change you. She may never change. She may still try to control you, manipulate you, intimidate you. She may do all those things. But you know what? When you start honoring her, you'll be able to smile and know that she's not doing it to hurt you. It's who she is. It's just, she's, it's, it's, you know, and you just honor her anyway. You know, the Bible says to bless those who persecute you. Bless those who persecute you. Well, maybe that's your mother. What do you do? You bless her. You bless her. Just call. She'll freak out. She'll think you've taken on drugs. And <laughs> What are you on? What kind of medication? You haven't told her, Mom, I just, want to, I just called you today because I want to honor you. And I want to bless you. And you know what? Some people who are hurting, it's hard for them to receive love. Let me tell you why. They don't feel like they deserve it. It's not that they're mad at you. They're just mad at themselves. And when you're mad at yourself, and let me tell you, when you know what you've done and you know who you are, it's sometimes that's the hardest time in the world to receive love. But don't stop loving just because there's resistance to the love. Don't stop honoring just because there seems to be a wall there. Don't stop. Keep honoring. Keep loving. Don't keep fighting. Don't keep trying to prove to your mother that you're, you're better than she said you were or better than she treated you. It's time to reverse that and just honor your mom. And then there's a mother's response 
to Mother's Day. And I'm going to use a little bit of help here in just a moment. But there were two thoughts that came to me. Uh, one thought was found in 1 Kings 3. It's a very interesting story. But, but to me, this is at the heart of a mother. And, and what makes this story difficult is that it's a story about two prostitutes. And um, so sometimes a great story is lost because of a theological paradigm that we possess that prejudices us against certain people but inside those people or inside that story is a great truth it says now two prostitutes came to the king and stood before him one of them said my lord this woman and i live in the same house I had a baby while she was there with me. The third day after my child was born, this woman also had a baby. We were alone. There was no one in the house but the two of us. During the night, this woman's son died because she lay on him. So she got up in the middle of the night and took my son from my side while your servant was asleep. She put him by her breast and put her dead son by my breast. The next morning, I got up to nurse my son, and he was dead. But when I looked at him closely in the morning light, I saw that it wasn't my son, the son I had born. The other woman said, no, the living one is my son. The dead one is yours. But the first one insisted, no, the dead one is yours. The living one is mine. And so they argued before the king. The king said, this one says, my son is alive. And your son is dead, while that one says, no, your son is dead and mine is alive. Then the king said, bring me a sword. So they brought a sword for the king. He gave an order. Cut the living child in two and give half to one and half to the other. The woman whose son was alive was filled with compassion for her son and said to the king, please, my lord, give her the living baby. Don't kill him. But the other one said, neither I nor you shall have him. Cut him in two. Well, you know the story. Solomon, in all of his wisdom, knew who the mother was because she was the one that said, I will give that child up so that it might live. The heart of a mother is selfless. Selfless. You cannot possibly be a mother with any level or measure of success and be selfish because truly that child is a part of you. It's a part of you. And to see that kind of action coming from a prostitute, a person who may or may not even have known who the father was, had this incredible love for her child. And I tell you, You may have been a single mother or you may be a single mother. Don't know how you do it. You're a hero. That's all I know to tell you. You're an absolute hero. Um, What a task. I mean, it's tough enough raising children with two people. When it's one on two, one on three, and and you got to make all these decisions, there's something about a mother's love, and maybe your mother abandoned you. Maybe, I mean, I know that happens, but even then, That's the person that gave birth to you. 
they might not have done an honorable thing, but it doesn't mean that they should be dishonored. I mean, look at society, look at our world, and look at what God did for us. So, in moms, if you've done things and you know that you've maybe maybe you've abandoned a child or you gave a child up for adoption, whatever the case may be, and I've dealt with a lot of mothers who look back on their life and you know at a certain time in their life they they weren't living right they had a difficult time and and you beat yourself up your whole life please don't do that everybody makes mistakes everybody has issues everybody has problems and I want you to love yourself in the midst of your mistake I'm sure if you could go back and do it over again you probably would but you can't so what do you do from this point forward you love God and be loved by God and give whatever happened to God because you and I can't fix things but God can God can fix things think about the story of Moses one of the greatest stories in the Bible and uh, I think about his mother knowing that she could have selfishly said I'm not going to I'm gonna run I'm gonna hide But she didn't think about herself. She thought, what would give Moses the best chance? What would give Moses, my son, the best chance to live? And she made that little basket and put tar in it and shoved him off into the water. Just a little baby. And you know the story. That the daughter of Pharaoh finds the baby, raises him up in Egypt to be a deliverer for Israel. Mothers probably the hardest thing that you do and even as a father the hardest thing we do is we release our children to their destiny we release them to their destiny I have children the four corners almost the four corners three corners of America from Southern California to Seattle to Miami and just praying Victoria doesn't move to New Hampshire or Vermont (laughs) it's like you know they're they're everywhere but but you know you release them so just a few things if you're taking notes and I'll get through these rather fast this is from a mother motherhood is evidence of God's mercy the Bible teaches that God made mankind to be uh, his image bearers and so we see God's mercy that you're giving birth to bring into the world Another human being created in the image and likeness of God. Number two, motherhood is a gift even when your feelings disagree. (laughs) Boy, mothers, I can't even imagine how often your feelings disagree. Two in the morning, four in the morning, sick baby, doctor's appointments, and all the things that you go through to, you know, I was looking at my grandchildren that we have, you you know, thank God for Skype, FaceTime, PhotoStream, and all that stuff, but I look at my grandsons in Miami every day I look at their pictures because Evangeline sends them and I look and I just think this is my daughter and I, I look at her raising two sons and I'm thinking what major will be four in June and I've watched him grow I'm thinking what would his life be like without his mother I mean he, he, you know I mean just I'm just amazed at, at, at I just can't believe that most children make it past five 
I mean, with all the opportunities they have to get into stuff and get hurt and, you know, all of that, I, I, I guess child-rearing to me is, is still one of the most fantastic things I've ever seen. And mothers, in large part, it's due to you. I mean, the reality is, <clears throat> you, know, you know, what kind of medicine do you give them when they get fever, you know? And I always looked, and mothers know that. God, dads are going, ah, just give them a shot of this. You know, but there's a difference in acetaminophen and, you know, all these different little, I mean, but mothers know that. I don't, I don't know what's, how you do that. You know, I mean, it takes a real, you know, men need a medical degree. You don't. You just figure it out. And, and so, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. Mother is, mother is a verb. <laughs> I like that one. Mother is a verb. It's not a noun. You say it's a person, place, or thing. It's a noun. No, mother's a verb. True mother is action and activity. Motherhood, number four, is more than you can handle. God won't give you more than you can handle. Mothers know that this isn't true. Raising children to the glory of God is always more than we can handle. Number five, motherhood is not a loss. If our mothering work is joyful work <coughs> unto the Lord Jesus... Can we say it as a loss in the sense that we are losing something that is a better value to us? Indeed, mothers do lose things, autonomy, physical strength, sleep, money, time. But do we really want those things back when Christ gives us his sufficiency in their place? Number six, motherhood gives glory to Jesus that echoes in eternity. Around the clock while we're driving to work, crafting a report, feeling uh, a baby kick us from the inside out, sleeping peacefully... Uh, or salting the ice on our front porch. The throne room in heaven is reverberating with unceasing praise for the lamb who was slain because you are doing what Jesus would do for us. Motherhood is missional. It's a missionary. It's the great commission. Train your children up. Motherhood flies in the face of fear. I would agree with that from start to finish. I'm telling you, about three months in, when I, when I, if I was a woman, started seeing my belly get big, I thought, this thing's coming out one way or the other. I mean, that's, that would frighten me. And then it gets so big. I'm thinking, I don't know how you women do it. Don't want to know. Don't speak back. Don't talk back. It's just, it's amazing to me. Motherhood reminds us of our need for grace. And then lastly, motherhood is about a man, Jesus. And, uh, you know, from the Messiah, from Mary, the mother of Christ, such sacrifices are made because of you. Today we honor you and we appreciate you. So today my prayer at the end of this would be that, that all of us would make sure that somehow we, um, we honor our moms today. Don't let the difference. I mean, I know people that say, I've got to call my mom. It's Mother's Day. It's like, please, please look forward to it. Don't let, don't let that relationship uh, stay bad or poor any longer. Let's pray. Father, thank you for giving us your son. Thank you for giving us life. And thank you today that mothers are the givers of life, a reflection, God, of your own son who gave us life. And so, Lord, I pray over them today, and I pray for all of our mothers, Lord, those who are distant, those who are near, those mothers that 
we have broken relationships with and those that we're very close to. May today remain special regardless. Even those who have a very close relationship with their mother, I pray that today would stand out from normal. That it would stand out from normal. With every head bowed and every eye closed, today maybe you're, uh, you happened in here and with your mother or maybe you are here for the first time. Maybe you've not become a Christian and none of this makes sense to you and certainly understand that how one person would love so much that person being Jesus that he would give his life in similar fashion mothers offer their body and their life as a sacrifice selflessly to give birth to the mirror image the creation of God and if you're not a Christian today but you'd like to be a Christian Bible tells us very simply that we can do so by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not about our performance, our works, what we've done, or what we will do in the future, but it's about a heart surrendered to the work of the cross. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if you've not done that, I want to ask you just to slip your hand up and put it right back down. That will signify that you are not a Christian, but you would like to be. Okay. Would all of you just say a, a prayer with me? Say, Father God, thank you for Jesus. Jesus, thank you for laying your life down for me. Today I give my life to you. Amen. 